We put together a little playlist today of songs that remind you of your Valentine. Aww. That's fun, though, wasn't it? So much love. Some good ones in there, too. We also had a happy hour story that seemed to strike a chord with a lot of people. And we played a round of Win the Intern's Lunch. Ooh. We had a lot of like romantic stuff on the show today. This was a good Valentine's show. It was show. a great Valentine's Day show. Uh, well, and you'll hear it all right now on the podcast. Kelly Jordan. All right, we're talking about songs today that instantly remind you of your Valentine. Whether it was your first dance that you ever had or just a song that you guys love, we want to hear about it. 320-656-9453. We might as well go around the room here, Chelsea and Brian, and hear yours. Brian Riley, do you you don't seem like a guy who would have a song that you care about. Well, you, you, you seem, I do. Dang, I'll turn your mic on. How's that sound? Yeah. Well, I said jokes on you. I do. Oh, well, you do? Just, you, don't, you just don't seem like a sentimental guy. I'm really not. I'm not. Okay. Uh, but Aww. I met my girlfriend uh, at a buddy's house. During a football game, like okay. it was the Packers versus the Seahawks. I can remember the game. Okay. And so I heard this song. It was back in 2018 when Morgan Wallen dropped his new album. Yeah. And he had a song. It was his first album, You Had Me at Halftime. And that's the song that reminds me of. This this is it's not the most romantic song in the world, but well, but your story, my, yeah, it's my romantic song. Right, it's a good story behind it. Yeah. Coming from Brian, who loves sports, right? He Zach found Perfect. a girl that he loves as much as he loves sports. Boom, it's good, man. You're I welcome. Love. You can use that, Brian. Yep. Romance. I, I got you, bro. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> the old romantic. All right, and, and uh, Chelsea, do you have one? I do. I, I go old school. So my grandparents were married for 67 years, right? Wow. And my parents, they're 40-some years married. And so I just remember all of them dancing with their significant other in the kitchen. Oh, I love and it. And I love old-timey music. So I got to say, every time that I hear Otis Redding, these arms of mine... I start bawling. My heart just like Uh-oh. it's all heated up. Oh gosh! All my Kleenexes are over here. Yeah, I was gonna say, oh. should we even hear it this yeah. morning? Oh, it, oh, it's a mood. Arms my. This makes me think of that scene in Dirty Dancing. It is from Dirty Dancing. Isn't it where she's laying, laying in his bed? Yes. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't like that. After they, after they connected, her parents take her on this nice family vacation, and she's hooking up with the hey, hey, don't dance instructor. Oh, don't sorry. I'll give it the respect it deserves. I've never seen Dirty Dancing. Damn. Now that's shocking. There you go. Dude, there's your Valentine's plans tonight. <laughs> you guys. Watch Dirty Dancing with your so, sweetheart. Yeah, 100%. It'll work. Mine is uh, mine is a country song. It's Tim McGraw and Faith Hill. This is a song that me and my wife danced to. First dance at our wedding. And it was just, I don't know, every time I hear it, there was a live version that they did of this song. Where they were just sitting in a room filled with candles, one microphone they were both singing into, and it was just, it was so moving. And I just, I still have this memory of me and my wife sitting by our Christmas tree, just listening to Tim McGraw one night. And so this was our first dance song, instantly that makes me think of my wife. Was that even a hit? Oh, yeah. Was it a hit? Okay. Oh, yeah. I think everything Tim McGraw does is a hit for the most part. Well, and Faith Hill. Yeah. Oh, I man. mean, they're magic together. I just absolutely love that song. So now we want to hear yours. 320-656-9453 is the phone number. We got, man, we got a lot of people, a lot of texts so coming in. So many good texts. All right. Well, we'll get to, we'll try and get to as many as we can. What about you? What do you got? So me and my husband have been married for two years, but... Our first date was Valentine's Day of 2020. Okay. 
And our first song we danced to was Lover by Taylor Swift. Oh, nice. That's a so, great song. That has like kind of that old school like 50s feel to it. It is the sweetest. Yes. So this Valentine's Day is special to me. That's awesome. I so, love love. When you, what was your first dance song at your wedding then? Our first song was Lover. We danced to. Yep. Oh, that's awesome. If my daughter's yeah. listening, she's so happy right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for the call. 320-656-9453 is the phone number. Call or text. We want to know, what is that song that instantly makes you think of your Valentine on this Valentine's Day dance? We'll get us a little Spotify list together for this evening. Holy cow, we're getting a good playlist together here this morning. We are doing songs that instantly remind you of your Valentine today. 320-656-9453 is the phone number. I saw someone text in uh, Gabby Barrett, one of the good ones. Yes. Whoops, I got two things playing at once here. (laughs) That was Alicia who texted that in. She said, uh, he's truly one of the good ones and goes above and beyond to treat me so well. This reminds me of a wedding that I did one time. And I always tell people, you can't make things too complicated for your guests because they're not going to be able to hear you. They're not going to know what's going on. Fair. And so I can all, every time I hear this song, I think of this bride was like, when everyone starts dancing, I want you to play one of the good ones. And I'm going to stand up and tell all the women who think they have one of the good ones to come to the dance floor. So I start playing the song and she goes, I just want to say if you're one of the women here that has one of the good ones, bring him to the dance floor. Cricket. <laughs> not a single, not a single person got up to dance. That's one of my favorite. The only one. That's one of my favorite wedding stories of yours. Because now, anytime we go to festivals and I see you, I'm always like, Kelly, play one of the good ones. <laughs> you got if you got one of the good ones, bring him to the dance floor. One of the best. Crickets. Not a single person got. No one was like, what is she saying? I, I can't understand what she's saying. Oh man, I think about that every time. Uh, all right, what else do we got here for songs? Brad Paisley. Which one? Oh, then. that's a good one. Then is such a good song. That's a that's I a tearjerker. I cry. Trying not to stare the night that I first met you. Oh, that's a good one here. Uh, we got someone sitting on hold here that wants to chime in with one right now. Uh, what do you got? What's your song? I got away with you by Luke Combs. Oh, okay. Now, what may? Why does that make you think of your Valentine Day? Um, it was our wedding song. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, how long have you been married? Um, we've been married since 2020, but we've been together since 2014. Okay, fantastic. That's Super awesome. Sweet. Well, what I guess I should let people say the name of their Valentine, like instead of these just anonymous people on the air. <laughs> Maybe they don't want to. <laughs> what, is, what is your Valentine's name? I'm Colin. And your name? Kristen. Kristen? Awesome. Thank you so much for the call this morning. Thank you. Bye. That's so cool. Maybe this is kind of a cool uh, Valentine's Day gift, too. Like, hey, I was on the radio today. Gave you a nice little shout-out. Yeah. I mean, for the person who has it all, a radio shout-out right. is right there. So, Brian Riley, is there any other texts coming in that you see that are yeah. good ones? I'm surprised we haven't played a, this one yet. Give me one of the good one ones. Of the, I got a good one for you, Kelly. If uh, you got one of the good ones. I'm surprised we haven't played this yet. Samantha texted in, uh, Lee Bryce, I don't dance. Oh. It's a crazy. This is true. I love. You know what this reminds me of? That's, that's Luke this, Combs. This is still Luke Combs. Oh, I was gonna okay. say, guys, hey, you were close. Hey, you know DJ, what I'm trying, Would you play with here that Lee Bryce song? Here we go. There yes. we go, guys. I got like seven things playing at once. So <laughs> here, you, do you know how hard this is to do live? All right. Oh, good song. 
This reminds me of when I saw him at Firefest that one time, and everybody put their phones up and yeah. were waving them back and forth. I still get goosebumps thinking about that. Lee Bryce has a lot of great love songs. Also, if you've ever met him, sweatiest individual of yeah. all time. My did wife, you, did st- you hug him? Yeah, I did. I was like, hey, man, and I put my arm around him, and my whole arm was just wet. All right, hold on. Someone, let me put you on hold real quick. Hold on. If you're calling in right now, let me put you on hold real quick. Um, My wife still remembers his cologne. She's like, Lee Bryce Ooh. had the best cologne on. I'm like, hey, why don't you take it easy? Yeah, I was going to say. Uh, I'm like, hey, hey, girl, you got one I of the mean, good ones. I mean. <laughs> don't, ever, don't ever forget, Brianna. You got one of the good ones. Crickets. Yeah. All right, let's keep this going. We got people sitting on hold, calling in. This is awesome. We're putting it together today, a list of songs that instantly reminds you of your Valentine. Kelly Jordan. In honor of Valentine's Day, we are putting together a playlist of songs that instantly remind you of your Valentine. I know we got a lot of people texting in on this one right here. Yeah, a whole bunch of people. God bless the Broken Road Rascals. Oh, Rats. that's a good one. You know how many weddings I've played this song at? Every all one. of them. Yes, almost all of them. <laughs> it reminds me. It reminds me of my wife was pregnant before before we were married. Actually, she was pregnant. Yes, I'm sorry to shatter your image of me. Yeah, I know, shocking. But I remember being drunk, finding out that she was pregnant. And just singing this song to her over, bawling my eyes out in our living room, singing this song. My poor wife has endured so much. That is the most Kelly Jordan story of all time. <laughs> of all time. She has endured so much and gotten back so little. <laughs> all right. Hey, she's getting a card today. She is. Hey, don't say that. She might be listening. Play don't the ruin, song. Don't ruin the surprise. <laughs> all right. 320-656-9453. That phone number will work no matter where you're listening. We got Kayla on the phone right now. Kayla, what's up? What are you doing? Not a whole lot. Taking my girls to school this morning. All right. Do you have Do you have one of the good ones? No. Do you have a uh, song for us for the uh, Valentine's Day playlist? Uh, I do, but it might be a little different than the other sappy ones. That's all right. What is it? Um, you shook me all night long by ACDC. Oh, I mean, happy Valentine's Day! Yeah. Now, why is that your song for Valentine's Day? Or can we even say on the she radio? Was a fast machine. Um, we used when we were younger used to go to the bars and dance and whatnot, and it just has always been a song that the two of us have loved. Fantastic! Hey, girl, I that's mean, your freak flag fly. That's passion right there. <laughs> That's so cool. Thank you so much for that. And what is your Valentine's name, Kayla? Doug. Doug. Kayla and Doug. Doug and Kayla shaking shaking it all night long. (laughs) Thank you so much for the call this morning. Thank you. Bye. Hello, who's this? Bree. Hey, Bree, what is your Valentine's Day playlist song? You Had Me From Hello by Kenny Chesney. Oh, that's a good one. Oh, he wrote that for Renee Zellweger. Did he? Yeah, I did. Are you just making that up? Wasn't like a 24-hour marriage? Yeah, it was. She's a quick one. She was a fast machine. It was a couple weeks, but it was a beautiful song. (laughs) But definitely a beautiful song. And what is your Valentine's name? Alan. Alan. And did we? I don't. Did we get your name? What is your name? Bree. Oh, Bree. Okay, we did. All right. Awesome. Thank you for the call. Thank you. Have a good one. You too, Kelly Jordan. Hello. Valentine by Martina McBride with Jim Brinkman. Ah, there you go. Now, is that actually your song? Well, it wasn't our wedding song, but my husband's birthday was yesterday. Oh, okay. So, technically, he is my Valentine. Ah, and what is your husband's name? Jeffrey. And who is this? Melissa. 
Melissa, thank you so much for calling in. We're adding another one to the Valentine's playlist. Thanks, guys. Have a great day. You too. Bye. Bye. Kelly Jordan. All right, we are playing a round of Win the Intern's Lunch. Now, I asked Brian Riley these questions yesterday and recorded his responses about the most most romantic movie quotes of all time. We got Joe on the phone who's ready to play this morning. Joe, what are you up to, man? Oh, not much. I was listening to that story about the cop, uh, the cops in North Carolina thinking that snitches get stitches. So, <laughs> yeah. Have you ever? De- do you have any warrants out? Because if you do, you might want to look out if an ex reports you. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Uh, no exes that probably know where I am, and no warrants out. So. Good for you, brother. Keep it clean. All right, here we yep. go. I am going to play you the movie clips that I played for Brian Riley yesterday and recorded his responses. And you just have to guess, will he know what movie these are from, okay? Okay. Now, according to, uh, I don't even know where I got these, Ranker or something, these are the most romantic movie quotes of all time. The first one that I played for Brian Riley was this one. So what? So it's not going to be easy. It's going to be really hard. And we're going to have to work at this every day, but I want to do that because I want you. I want all of you forever, you and me, every day. <laughs> well, he know what movie that's from. No. You don't think so? Let's see. All right, Brian Riley, first movie quote. So what? So it's not going to be easy. It's going to be really hard. And we're going to have to work at this every day, but I want to do that because I want you. I want all of you forever, you and me, every day. <laughs> Oh. I'm going to cry. <laughs> did you cry when you saw that movie? At the end? Hell yeah, I did. Okay, the, yeah, did okay. you not? I mean, is it The Notebook? Did I did I get it right? It is The Notebook. Okay, Very yeah. good, Brian Riley. Oh, by the way, no, I didn't cry. He got that one. I'm I'm shocked because Brian Riley is not a sentimental guy. Not even a little bit. <laughs> not even a little bit. Yeah. But he did, he did watch it and didn't if cry. If I don't know it, he doesn't know it. Joe, have you seen so. that movie? I have not. It is my wife's favorite movie. She says she will watch Star Wars if I watch The Notebook, and we've neither have watched either. So. <laughs> Dude, you gotta watch. Yeah, perfect thing for tonight. Watch The Notebook with your wife. There you go. It's a movie about elder abuse, doesn't it? No, it's about a beautiful old couple. <laughs> yes, they. Well, I better not give any spoilers. Well, you know what? You've had twenty-five years to see it. Yes, they do pass away in the end, but in a very beautiful way. Hmm. Yeah, that's about my response, too, Joe. Don't worry. <laughs> All right. Here's the next one. Will Brian Riley know this one? Just shut up. You had me at hello. You had me at hello. Will Brian know that one? Well, I know from the song thing earlier, he knows the he knows the line, but does he know the movie? Uh, I'm going to say yes. All right, let's see. You got to get two out of three. All right, Brian Riley, next most romantic movie quote of all time. Just shut up. You had me at hello. You had me at hello. Do you know that one? Was that, the, was that it? That's it, yeah. You had me at hello? You had me at hello. I have no idea. Uh, it's a sports It's actually a sports movie. A sports movie I can enjoy. Okay, sports movie Kelly can enjoy. Is it about breakdancing? Uh, <laughs> uh I, I have no idea. I'm going to say Bull Durham. I have no idea. The correct answer Jerry Maguire. I honestly don't think I've ever seen that movie. Oh, you'd love it, dude. It's good. Now, Joe, have you seen that one? Yes. Now, Jerry Maguire is a good movie, right? Yeah, it was Oscar nominated. I'm not sure why, but it was oh, a good movie. Oh, Joe. <laughs> you know what? It looks sounds like I'm not missing much. Yeah. Joe, I'm glad you didn't win today, man. <laughs> you got a gigantic chip residing on your shoulder, and I don't like it. A little salty. <laughs>
But you were supposed to get two out of three. You did not get two out of three. Yeah, uh, I stink at this game, so. A sad day today. What's trending? Check this out. Right here. What do you got for us, Chelsea? The inventor of Pop-Tarts has passed away at the age of 96. You boys new around here? Yeah, I'm A&W Pop-Tart. And I'm Orange Crush Pop-Tart. Well then, two big swigs on me. She was really cool. Ah, the Pop-Tart. William Bill Post, the creator of Pop-Tart, died last Friday, 96 years old. Um, Kellogg's had approached him about creating a breakfast food that could be warmed up in a toaster. So don't need to worry about milk or even bowls or plates or anything like that. So, Or any real food in it. You know, I've never... <laughs> I've never had a Pop-Tart in my life. I've never had a Pop-Tart in my life. Oh, you're missing out, man. No, hell no, I'm not. There's literally no worse food for you in your house than a Pop-Tart. Yeah, but they make me smile And I'm not a a health nut. I'm not anything. But I'm like, God, I won't let my kids eat them. Hell no. Seriously? Seriously. I love the s'mores one and the berries one. I'll, but but I, by no means am I virtuous because I'll let my kids knock down a toaster strudel like it's nobody's business. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. All right. That, he'll have his day as well. But this was actually really cool. They created the Pop-Tart. Um, it only took him a couple months to create it. And that was, he started back in like 1963. So Pop-Tart was giving testimony of God's goodness to the son of an immigrant and an unending supply of Pop-Tarts with him. Fantastic. Yes. And then Toby Keith has now surpassed Taylor Swift to make Billboard chart history. He is the first artist to claim nine spots in the top ten Dang. of the country digital <laughs> song sales. That was taken um, on, well, that's dated February 17th. The country icon who passed away on February 5th at the age of 62 after a battle with his stomach cancer surpassed the former record, seven top tens held by Kenny Rogers. Wow. And his song, Don't Let the Old Man In is currently in the top charts with 27,000 sold. You know he wrote that song about Clint Eastwood. I know. After a meeting with Clint Eastwood. That was, was what it, Clint said. Yeah, that's crazy, right? That's amazing. We learned today that the creator of the Pop-Tart passed away at the ripe old age of 96 years old. Yeah. So we were talking about Pop-Tarts versus toaster strudel. <laughs> and someone said they had an inside connection on toast, toaster strudel. What happened? Is this Kelly? Yeah, what's up? Hey. Hey. So... My mom worked for the uh, Toaster Strudel Research and Development. Oh, man. Top secret clearance on that one. Right? <laughs> so she would bring home boxes of Toaster Strudel. I oh, mean, like, man. not just, bo- you know, not just the ones you buy, but cases. A like hundred in a box. Whoa. And the little frosting packets came in like this 10 foot long thing. Oh, it man. Was, you know what? <laughs> Oh, right? That's always the downfall of the toaster strudel is there's never quite enough frosting. It's every kid's dream. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was it was our dream as kids. Between that and then she worked for Titino's. So we oh. had Titino's pizzas beyond Dang. belief. It was the best thing ever. I bet every kid in the neighborhood hung out at your house. <laughs> yes, yes. Probably 20 kids. My, my, I used to date a girl whose mom worked for the public school system and she would bring home yeah. those, she would bring home those square pizzas that they served at lunch. Ooh. Oh my God. Those were the best. And that was the best. <laughs> but I can't even, but that, that pales in comparison to unlimited toaster strudel. Or a 10 foot oh, yeah. round of frosting. I bet we had those for five years. <laughs> nah. Hey, good. You're, was- you're a, now I don't mind letting my kids eat those because you ate more, you ate a lifetime's worth and oh. you're still fine. 
Exactly. I'm alive. Yeah, 50-plus years old. Hot dog. <laughs> Thank you so much for the phone call this morning. What's up? You guys sit down and have a discussion with your wife about Valentine's gifts. I do. Oh, oh! I, I would love to be a fly on the wall for that conversation. You just tell her, wait till tomorrow. You can get twice the goods for half the money. <laughs> now, I, I get what you're saying. And yes, the, the reasoning is solid on this one. But you've never met my wife. <laughs> oh, you just have to talk to her. <laughs> Don't yell at her. Just talk to her. Brian Riley and, and Chelsea's never met my Chelsea's never met my wife either. No, this, but I am a woman. This is all common sense, May, which <laughs> which dies at my doorstep. May I ask what your name is? Sid. Sid, I'm gonna do do me a favor. I want you to go to Kelly Jordan's house, and I want you to say exactly what you said to her, and then let me know how that conversation went. All right. I'll send my wife. Yeah. Oh, see, you're, you're not even here man enough to go talk to her. Now, I want to I want to warn your wife beforehand. My wife is 100% Mexican, and she's a spitfire. That's okay. My wife's 100% German, and she ain't no pushover. Oh, man. Oh, that's not See, now. That's, see, that's, not why, see that's why Sid's bringing the wife. He's not going down there. He is the pushover. <laughs> well, my wife's probably listening right now, so I'm sure I'm going to get a text any second now that says, don't you dare. <laughs> Yeah, just tell her, get a grip, honey. Ooh, I love you. Oh, that, that was Sid. That was Sid. Rest in peace, <laughs> Kelly Jordan. <laughs> Sid, you got it all figured out, my brother. Thank you for the call this morning. Kelly Jordan, drinking at work. That's what we have up today in the HR files, as we are now joined by our human resources guy, Brian Zenzen. I like how everyone looked at me when I said drinking at work. I don't drink at work. <laughs> Just right after work. Just or at company events. No, I don't you know, drink. Not dr- in the building. All right. This isn't about that. I'm just glad I'm in the corner. <laughs> let, me get to the, let me get to the listener's Sorry, question because that's why we're here. Sorry. I got this email and someone said, I work at a small bar as a manager. The owner will often come in and want to have a shot with one of the other employees. I can't really say much because it's the owner coming in to do it. The problem is this employee then drinks the rest of the day once they have their first shot. And they say the reason I don't know what to do is because the owner is our HR department. Oh, okay. Yeah. So Uh, what a conundrum this is. I feel like I'm... Kind of walking into an episode of like Bar Rescue or something. Right. Yeah. Like exactly. Like Ryan Tapper. I'm John Tapper sitting Shut on it our down. Shut it down. You're drunk. Uh, <laughs> the only thing I would see that this person, you know, if would be to bring the concern to the manager. And I think you have a bona fide, not a complaint, but like, hey, you're taking one of my employees essentially away. And we, if, you know, staffing's hard enough the way it is these days in a lot of industries. And I just, I can't operate. The other thing that you could say is that as a purveyor of liqueur, Brian, you probably know what I'm talking about. Yeah. If you're drunk, how are you supposed to know if you're over-serving your patrons? Right. Yeah. When your judgment's gone, are they not IDing? Are they not like... Cause that? And, you know, I uh, people call me the fun police, but you could be putting the bar at a liability with doing that also. That would probably speak to the owner real quick. Be like, hey, that dude's staying drunk the rest of the day. We're going to end up over-serving lady. somebody. Yeah. We say it a lot on the show. Sometimes because of... What you run into in these situations, you might find out that this isn't the career you want to work in. And you can find another restaurant job in about 15 seconds. I was going to say, a lot of restaurants and bars are hiring nonstop. They need so many people. So if you really don't like it there, you can always get up and go. This reminds me of when I was off the radio for a while and I was managing my friend's bar slash restaurant. Mm-hmm. And because he was a friend of mine, he would do this. Like he would be on his way to the golf course and he would stop in and we'd do like two shots. 
<laughs> and then I still had like a whole shift ahead of me. Yeah. Mm. You know? And then you did two more shots because. Well, because I didn't want to get hung over. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I had to keep it going. Yeah. And to keep the wheels greased. Yeah. Yeah. I remember being at a bar too where all the employees, they drank while on the clock. And yeah. it was just a absolute mess and it was to their demise luckily the owner did realize how big of a problem this was and he put a stop to it like I said, once you once you start, it is hard to stop. She's a roller coaster, man. Yeah, and so I just I can, I can see from the manager's standpoint. Yeah, that that's something that's just. So you'd say talk to the owner. I would, and, and let the owner know, like, hey, this is a problem. Yeah, and you, it's causing issues with the staff. And I would say talk to the owner when before the shots. Yeah, yeah. before yeah. the during, shots. During, during that meeting. Yeah, like, yep. <laughs> I think you try to make it as. Uh, oh, hold on! It makes it the meeting a lot easier if you're drinking. <laughs> yeah. And who's the alcoholic in this one? <laughs> I'm a good bartender. <laughs> that remains to be seen. All right, so go to the owner is what you're saying. Yeah. That's good advice. Very wise advice, Brian Zenzen. And as we, always. We as always appreciate you stopping in for another round of the HR Files. We'll do it again next week. Kelly Jordan. You are inside the Golden Ring of Games. We are playing Wrap It Up. I believe we have Lauren on the phone who is ready to play. Lauren, what are you up to this morning? I'm going to work. Okay. It's a good thing to be doing today. Lauren, I'm going to play you today's Wrap It Up song. You tell me what country song it is. Are you ready? I'm ready. Here we go. Kelly on the beat. It was a perfect day for the end of May. They say a record high. I stared at the green water, went out of the blue, and by surprise, she had her feet up on the cooler as she put all love on ice. She grabbed a beer, said I'm out of here, and walked out of my life. All right, Lauren. What country song is that? Is that Cold One by Eric Church? You dang right! <laughs> <laughs> that was a good remix. Fantastic. I know. I think that they should perform them like this. I'm gonna send this to I'm gonna send this to Eric Church. Just see what he says. See what the chief says. <laughs> well, Lauren, you got a good ear for music because you did it today. You won the golden ring of games! Small town salute. We want to say good morning to everybody listening in Wapaton, North Dakota, population 8,100. Wapaton was the place of the very first Valentine's Day carnival held in North Dakota back in 1885 with prizes like for the most graceful couple, a $1 grand prize. The most handsomely dressed girl and boy had a grand prize of 75 cents. For the best dressed soldier, that was a 50 cent grand prize reward. And you best believe Mayor Brett Lambrecht will be doing some celebrating today. And that's why Wapiton, North Dakota, you get today's small town salute. That was your small town salute with Kelly Jordan. So why did we get the Pop-Tart? Sometimes Kelly finds things interesting that uh, no one else does. And I mean no one. It's time for Maybe It's Just Me. Because we learned today that Bill Post, who invented the Pop-Tart, passed away today at, what, the age of 96. The guy had one hell of a life. He probably never actually ate a Pop-Tart, or there's no way he would have made it to 96. Is he also the same guy that created, like, Post cereal? See, that I don't know. I I don't, because I was wondering if Post, does Post make the Pop-Tart? Now I gotta look all this up. Why does that keep? Well, here, let me continue on. I'll look it up. Yeah, let me give. Let me give you the story here of how we ended up with the Pop Tart. So they were invented back in 1964, after Post Holdings Inc. announced they had developed a new food called Country Squares. Now months (laughs) months before they were gonna hit the store shelves, they we got something coming out called Country Squares. Well. Post had come up, and this is Post Company, not not Bill Post. Right. They had come up with a way to dehydrate human food and keep it fresh in foil packaging. This had only been done before using dog food. Well, 
they were looking for a way to expand the expand the food's life and offer more foods. So they were going to put it on the market as Country Squares. Well, a, a few weeks before it was going to hit the shelves, they said, wait a second, square has a super negative connotation to it. It did back then. Right. You didn't want to be called a square. So they thought, okay, let's postpone it a little bit and we'll figure out something else. Well, that's when Kellogg's rushed in to swoop up and capitalize on the <gasps> idea. Okay, Bill Post, who had no relation to Post Holdings at all, was a former employee of Keebler, and he was hired to create the food that was initially called Fruit Scones. Mm. That name, they didn't like it. No. So in the mid-1960s, Pop-Tart movement was in full swing at the time, so the name was changed to Pop-Tarts. The Pop-Art was in full swing at the time, so they changed the name to Pop-Tarts. So he could invent things, he just wasn't very good at naming them, basically. I mean, I don't know. I, I guess. I Fruit kinda, Scones, it's, it's kind of, you know, exactly what it is. I want to bring back Country Squares. That was a good one, yeah. I eat that every morning. Now it would probably, yeah, now it would probably squares. work. The best Pop-Tart. Bar, bar none is the wildberry one with the purple frosting on top and blue Ooh. sprinkles. I've never eaten a pop tart in my life. You're kidding! No. I, 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 I'll swear on a Bible. I'm sure there's not one within a hundred yards of here, but I put my hand on it. I had one yesterday. I, I should have popped I, it for you. I see. No, <laughs> you did have them yesterday. I saw them. <laughs> I remember hearing somebody say, and this is no. I mean, I eat plenty of terrible foods, but I, I also don't <laughs> like jellified fruit. I, I just don't like it. And well, isn't that what's in the center? Well, it's kind like of. a jelly fruit it's filling. Kind of. It's I mean, just it's filling. It's so you don't like pastries, then? I do. I don't like anything with filling in it. It's just like a sticky icing. That's all that is. I feel like, like we should try it. What's sometime. What's the donut that has cream on the inside? Bavarian Boston. cream. Don't like it. Yeah, I don't either. That's fine. Which is basically like a. You throw those at the wall. Yeah. What, are, what are those cookies that have like a jelly filling on the inside? Fig Newtons. Don't like them. See, here's. The, I'm okay. I'm that with ain't you a on cookie. that. Like, That's so, a, so yeah. do you not like Nutrigrain bars? No. Okay. Pie. Don't like it. Will now you, that's where you draw the line. You now Oreo? you're offensive. I'll do an Oreo. That's 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 more of a frosting on it's the a, inside. It's like a cousin to it, you know. Right. Just stretch it a little more. Yeah. Just you know. You stretch in, them in your mind. No, just stretch. stretch just it. stretch your mind a little. Oh, bit. Oh, oh, yeah. my mind. I thought you were talking about the filling. I'm like, how does that turn I mean, into that frosting? Too. What pop? What Oreos are you buying where you're stretching <laughs> that filling? I, I don't think my kids have ever had a pop tart either. I've uh, robbed them of their childhood. I was going to say, you're depriving them of their childhood. Well, now we know why we got the Pop-Tart, though. Now we know where it came from. They swooped in on the Country Square idea. And, and that's the thing. Country Square. They always say you don't have to reinvent the wheel. Just make a better wheel. And that's exactly what Bill Post Who did. Says that? People say it. Oh, yeah. okay. I've heard it on the streets. <laughs> Dem streets. Yeah. You know I'm from the streets. but So there you go. Bill Post, who we lost today at the ripe old, but ripe old age of 96, just had the idea, I'm going to take the country square and I'm going to make it better. And that's what gave us the Pop-Tart. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. You maybe didn't like this one. That's okay. That's fine. I'll have another one for you tomorrow. You probably won't like that one either. But see, I have gotten so calloused right now to doing these that I'm okay standing here and saying right to your face that, ha, 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 baby, it does me. This six-year-old is a hero. It's time for Happy Hour. Focusing on the good news. I got great news for you. So Jennifer Hill is a 39-year-old mother of three. The other day, she had her first seizure ever. My fists were clenched and my body was convulsing. My eyes were open and she kept saying, mommy, mommy, and I would not respond. Well, that little girl who was saying mommy, mommy was six-year-old Quinn, who is her daughter. Well, Quinn somehow kept all her wits about her, grabbed her three-year-old brother, and they decided they were going to go to the neighbor's house for help. Now, she, she told her mom, 
don't worry, Mom. I looked both ways before crossing the street to our neighbor's house. They went to one neighbor's house. No one was home. Went to the second neighbor's house. Luckily, someone was home there. Quinn said, something's wrong with my mommy. She won't respond when I'm calling her name. Can you please call 911 for me? Oh, my so gosh. So the neighbor did exactly that, and they took Jennifer Hill to the hospital, and it turns out she had what's called a grand mall seizure. It was her first seizure ever of her life. Wow. Yeah, it was unbelievable. My mom my mom has seizures, and it is it is the weirdest thing sometimes where you know you think when someone has a seizure, like they're shaking or locked up, but there'll be times where she just can't talk to me. Yeah. And, and then I'm worried that she, I'm always worried she's going to get scared that I'm there and not know who I am or something. So I'm right. always like, mom, like I'll show her pictures on the wall. Like, mom, I'm your son, Kelly. Like it is, it is one of the wildest things to see someone have a seizure like that. And I'm in my 40s. And have a hard time handling it. I couldn't imagine being a little kid. Right. And then grabbing your three-year-old brother and going to get a neighbor for help. Wow. And luckily they did it. And so the mayor made that day Quinn Hill Day. And uh, I forgot where they were. I didn't, I didn't write down the city where they were in. But anyway, the mayor decided that we will make today Quinn Hill Day because this lady is nothing short of a hero for not only making sure her three-year-old brother was going to be okay, but making sure her mom was going to be okay as well. That's Aww. crazy. Unbelievable. At six years old. Incredible. Kids are incredible. They are, right? It's like we don't we don't give them enough credit, you know? Like, I, I always think of my children. I'm like, man, we babied them so much, and they probably were, you know, so they, they were probably so much more advanced than we realized, yeah. like hearing a story like this. Unbelievable. That's, that's amazing. Well, I love these kind of stories, man, and that's exactly why we do them, because they shine a beacon of light in the darkness. Little Quinn here, she gives me hope for the future, absolutely. Saved her mom's life, and we'll do these stories every single day, thanks to Audio Video Extremes. Welcome to the bonus track. It's the very first break of the day that we tack on to the end of the podcast. I tried to help a young man out at the grocery store yesterday. <laughs> Leading him. With uh, his Valentine's purchase. <laughs> And we just talked a little bit Valentine's Day, as we would on today. And you'll hear it all right now in the bonus track. We tack it on the end of the podcast. Happy Valentine's Day. One of my favorite clips of all time. Hey, Pooh. <laughs> this is Mr. T. And I want to wish everybody a happy Valentine's Day from one sweetheart to another sweetheart. Love you. Love you, babe. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day with a with an M. Yep. Ah, he played by his own <laughs> rules, man. You're, are you going to tell Mr. T he's wrong? No, I'm not going to. No. He'll no, twist no. You, he'll twist you up into a pretzel. <laughs> But here we are on Valentine's Day morning, and uh, boy, I I had my wife's gift already picked out, except for the card. Oh. And I made the mistake of trying to get a card yesterday. What happened? Target looked like scorched earth, man. (laughs) It was just like, like, you know when they show the shelves, like a hurricane is going on, and everybody freaks out and buys everything off? That's what the Target Valentine's section looked like yesterday. I've seen you do a post before of, of the Target that you go to. Yeah. That's got to be one of the jankiest targets I've ever seen. What are, you, what are you talking about? It just seems like everything didn't, wasn't there one holiday, it wasn't even decorated for a holiday, well, that's, and you're like, what? Well, that's just because they're trying they got, to- think they ain't got no cards. That's because they're trying to kill Christmas, but that's- See? But this, this is a very nice, it's a brand new target. I, I, you're, yeah. you're talking crazy, girl, they, as they far need as I'm concerned. They need to get more cards. Then. Well, and also you shouldn't wait till 15 minutes before Valentine's Day to get the card. That's true. I ordered- the card for my sweetheart about three weeks ago. Oh, damn. Yeah. <laughs> it popped up on my Facebook feed. I was still woozy from Christmas three weeks ago. I know. I'm never early for stuff wow, like ever. Impressive. You know this. You know this. That's impressive. But it's a prank card. So my honey's not even awake yet. And it, it's going to be sitting right there on the counter. And it says, to my Valentine. And he's going to open it. And I'm going to Rick roll him. 
and it's going to be never going to give you up. The song going to give you up. The song doesn't stop when he opens the card. Oh, that's good. Like ever. Yeah. And I wrote a sweet message on the inside too, so it's legit. And the only way for him to make it shut up when he rips the sound box out of the back, glitter's going to explode. Oh yeah, I've seen everywhere. these. I've seen these cards before. <laughs> I had a friend pay like 15 bucks for one of them things. This was 8.99. It was on special. Okay. I'll say when you're buying cards that do tricks, those things are really expensive. I can't wait to get home and just see the glitter. Like, because well, I'll, I'll vacuum it. I'll clean it up. Luckily, I stopped by my local little grocery store that's by my house, and they yeah. had a great selection of cards. So well, that's good, and probably at a, a better price. No, worse. Maybe? But can worse. you can you return a card? Can you return? Oh, because the one I got from Target, I'm like, I'm gonna take this back. It was seven dollars. It sucks. Oh. It just all it says on the front is, "I'm glad we happened." I was like, mm, no, it's it's true. Here's but. what you do: you stand outside that Target, knowing the situation they're in, and you hawk that thing. Right, be, be like, like look dude, for the dude that looks dude, real panicked. Yeah, be like twenty bucks. I'll give you this card. The guy stopping on his way home from work hasn't yeah. gotten a card yeah, yet. He's sweating. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he's got the drooping grocery spare. It, it was bars. funny. It was funny because I I just my my wife you know had her poured out last week, so I got yeah. her flowers last week. And, and a I, nice dinner. Right. And I was like, well, I'll get her I'll get her just a little bit of flowers. Like, we don't need just flowers everywhere in the house, right? I, I don't know. I like them. So I saw this young man yesterday in the flower section at the local grocery store. And he was probably maybe uh, 15, 16. Well, he was driving himself, so he must have been 16 oh, okay. years old. Okay. He was very young. And I could tell, like, you know, he's in a bit of a panic night before Valentine's Day. He's trying to do the <laughs> right thing. And I just said to him, because he was like, he was grabbing these, like, all these expensive bouquets of flowers. I said, hey, man, let me tell you something. I was like, go with this one right here. I was like, that one's eight ninety nine. It's got a nice little variety. It's got a rose, a carnation, a little baby's breath. I was like, bro, save yourself a little money. I said, trust, trust an old man. Isn't that hilarious? I was like, don't, I was like, don't set the bar too high this year. Yeah, and it's it's kind of true. But I was thinking about this. So my significant other has two teenage daughters, seventeen and fourteen. Right. The one has this boyfriend, and I'll never forget. They've been dating for two years now. She went and got him like a Lululemon. Hooded sweatshirt that was like what ninety bucks. I didn't know that dudes wore Lululemon. Yeah, they got a whole men's section. Okay. Oh yeah, just just little trust. Too, little too high end for me. And then and then she got him like one of the Stanley cups too. So it's like a hundred bucks. I'm like, you guys are fifteen years old. Oh good lord. What are you doing? Yeah. You know they, they both work like part time jobs. I we me and my family got to back it down. Like now I'm having to buy. <laughs> Like my wife, God bless my wife. She makes, my kids will always remember the big deal she made about Easter, Valentine's Day, all these things. She's a phenomenal mother. But I'm like, hey, now I not only have to buy you a card, which I'm fine. And I got her a little, uh, I got her a pink um, Yeti cup because she already has a Stanley one. She wanted wanted a pink Yeti cup. So I got her that, some candies, a little office trivia game, the the office trivia game. But now I'm like, okay, I got that. Now I got to buy her a card. That's fine. Now I got to buy a gift bag to put it in. That's fine. Now I got to buy the paper. No, shoot. Now I got to get my kids a card for her. Uh, and I have two kids because they're getting too old to make them on their own. And I can't trust them to do it unless I stay on top of them for it. And they didn't go with. Oh, I suppose they can't go with you to go so for like, stuff. I'm like $21 in cards. Man. That's too much. They're ridiculous. I, I just, I'm like, can we back this holiday down just a smidge? It's much too much. You know, I had a friend. She'd, she'd do this with her husband, right? Because they're remodeling their house. Life is expensive. Blah, 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 blah. They go to Walmart. They walk down the aisle, the card aisle, hand hand in hand. They find each other a card. They open it. They read it to each other out Mm -hmm. loud. And then they put the card back, and then they walk away. Genius. Absolute genius. Done. Saves them at least 24 bucks right there. Genius. I wish I I would have been as cheap as I am now when me and my wife met. (laughs) 
<laughs> the thing is, like, I had a really good job when me and my wife met. I was single. I, I so I was like, I will, I will lavish riches upon her. Aww. Then about a month after we got married, I lost my job, and just life went to hell. Life happens. And I wasn't allowed to go cheap at that point because I had already shown her the finer things. Oh. She wanted to stay in that lifestyle, <laughs> you know. Otherwise, she wouldn't have married me. <laughs> so you're talking to the girl who is her own sugar mama like <laughs> good for you sisters I, are doing it for themselves i make it happen <laughs> good good for you i mean I, I love my wife more than life itself but i golly i wish that we could get some common ground on the spending here happy valentine day happy valentine day well are you ready to do some uh, history chelsea let's hit it let's Speaking of Valentine's Day, it was all the way back in 1929. Notorious date in Chicago history, the St. Valentine's Day Massacre. Seven people were murdered in the Lincoln Park neighborhood. Gangster Al Capone was in Florida that day and never charged, but many believe he was the mastermind behind the killings. The St. Valentine's Day Massacre took place in wow. Chicago. Way to pull the e-brake on the Valentine's Day mood. It's history. I mean, hey, I don't write history. I don't remember this. I just repeat it. I don't remember this happening. Well, it was 1929. Like, I wasn't there. I, yeah, I wouldn't think that you would remember that. Otherwise, I really, you look very good for your age. <laughs> In 1996... Before she was my wife, she was a child of God. And I've learned to just respect her and not be so possessive. And uh, she, in turn, is that way with me. Every sound guy's nightmare, Prince married his backup dancer, Maite Garcia. Which wow. was a big deal. I think she was only like 17 at the time or something. Just a kid. Yeah. That, and that was, that was wild. Oh, uh, right. But man, he wrote some great songs about her. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. Morning Papers is one of his best songs ever. Oh. Uh, in 2005. All right. So here we are in front of the uh, elephants. Um, you know what this is? What these guys is that they have really. It's the very first video really ever long, posted to YouTube. And that's, that's cool. That's in 2005, the very first video ever was posted to YouTube. About elephants? Well, it was some guy at a zoo. I mean, it was YouTube wasn't what it is now, not even close. It was, was it was it good footage? I mean, did he hold the, what did no, he film? No, it was with? like a well, His that was flip phone? That was the thing is back in the day, like I it was did he so have a camcorder. Back in the day, it was so difficult to post something to YouTube. Like, yeah, because I used to, I was on the radio in 2005 yeah. and I was like, hey, I'm going to be on the cutting edge. I'm going to put videos on YouTube. And you would have to record it with a digital video camera because yes. you couldn't record it on your phone. There was no, no phone no. recording. No, there wasn't even like cameras on. Your then phone. you would have to like upload it to your computer, yeah. edit it, and then it would take forever to upload a video to YouTube. And I'm I'm bummed because my old YouTube channel was taken down because it was inactive for so long. Oh. But I had like so many like memories on that on that channel. But it was just inactive forever, so they took it down. That's so funny. But it's just funny how much work used to go into putting a video on YouTube. Now I could only have YouTube. Like it, it's it's the only thing I ever watch. Isn't it crazy how much that's changed? Right. 2005. I think I was still ripping off songs off of Napster and like downloading. Yeah. Just yeah. just infesting that computer with and viruses. The, yeah, hundred percent. You know, worth it, worth it for those burnt CDs. And those yeah. took like 20 hours to do. That was a long time. I remember off of Napster, I remember getting off of the radio when I was doing overnights. This would have been like, this would have been like 2000, 2001. And I remember it would take forever to download a song. So I'd be about to go to bed. I would crack a beer, <laughs> load up about, load up about nine songs in the queue. And then be like, cool. When I wake up, I'm going I'm to have these nine songs downloaded. Unless your internet goes down or something interrupts and then you're like, dang it. Yep. Then it's, you either got to start over or you would download it and it wouldn't be the song you wanted. <laughs> or it'd be a super low quality, right? Like, or in a different language. Yeah. 
Or there'd be some DJ yelling over the whole thing like, yeah, this my joint, DJ Jazzy G. Like, stop talking on yeah. the ramp. Like, damn it. Ugh. Now I gotta spend 45 minutes downloading this song again. Good times. Ah, the good old days, kids. The good old days. Uh, I only got one birthday for you today for you to guess, Chelsea. Are they alive or dead? Alive. Okay. As far as I know. Celebrating a birthday today. My sister-in-law is the biggest fan of this guy. Has, like, followed him all over the country watching him perform. Mm, Rob. Rob Thomas of Matchbox 20. It's his birthday today. Do you have any idea how old Mr. Rob Thomas is? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give him a 48. Dang, you're always... You think everyone's so much younger. That, you know, that just shows what a nice person you are. I just don't want him to be old. You think... Well, he's not that old. I mean, he's older than that, though. He's the ripe old age of 52 today. Is he really? Yeah. So to me, that's way young. See, that's I thought he was like sixty. I just like the gel in his hair in that music video. Because I, I, I mean, geez, I remember playing Matchbox Twenty when I first got in the radio, and that was not yesterday by any means. <laughs> so just the fact that that dude is only fifty-two, he started young. He must have started really young, like man. Fourteen. Yeah, and of course, if it's your birthday today, I'd like to wish you a happy birthday as well. Uh, what Heather says, Kelly, you're doing cards all wrong. Trick is you have to go to the dollar store. Here's mm. the thing about that. You can tell a dollar store card over one that was that was purchased for that. Uh, Carrie says the only thing we do for Valentine's Day is I get the stuff for my son's class. We don't get any gifts for each other. I God, I wish that my wife would go along with that, but there's <laughs> no way in the hell. Hot, happy Singles Awareness Day says John. Yeah, everybody, Singles Awareness. Day. Everybody feels. I'm pretty the, sure. the singleness today. When I'll say if you're. Does that mean if you're single today, you're super aware you're super of it? Super aware because everybody's in love and like. You know, all around you, and they have their Valentines. And you're like, mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Consider yourself lucky. <laughs> you could be out. You could be out twenty one dollars on cards that literally you're saving. Yeah, cards are be thrown in the trash five seconds after being read. That's money well spent. <laughs> and yet, I don't have a single penny put aside for retirement. And this is why priorities.